This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We can raise our voices, but I come from a rural state, and the views on gun control in rural states are different than in urban states, whether we like it or not. You don't consider yourself a capitalist, though. Do I consider myself part of the casino capitalist process by which so few have so much and so many have so little? No, I don't. I believe in a society where all people do well, not just a handful of billionaires. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. <laughs> Actually, this is a Ben Carson studio, so thank you very much. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, so far we've had an action-packed show. We talked about sex trafficking. It got weird. We had a news roundup where we talked about Jeb Bush saying that his brother isn't blamed for 9-11. We talked about Ben Carson and Donald Trump protesting the next debate. We talked about Ravenson being an idiot and now we are talking about the thing that everyone wants to talk about the democratic aka socialist debate <laughs> for president where you had the big five just kidding the big three just kidding the big two bernie sanders versus hillary clinton oh and martin o'malley the former governor and mayor of maryland was there as well and jim webb and then the other guy who i don't even lincoln know chafee. lincoln chafee he's a former governor as well he's or a former Sen- governor no, rhode and island Senate. Yeah, Senator from Rhode Island. Senator from Rhode Island. And as you can see, the, the last two were very irrelevant. Not because we don't <laughs> want to respect them, but because they're just really irrelevant. But that's not important, guys. So we are here to have a full recap of the debate. If you were missing this week, if you were not watching the debate on Tuesday, if you did not care to see it, we are giving you all the details that you want to know. We're going to talk about the ups, the downs, the zingers, the awkward moments, and even that time when Selena got cl- quoted in the Guardian newspaper because we held a debate party at the Angel of Harlem. Shout out to Angel of Harlem. That was a useless piece of information, but so what? I wanted to say it. And if you have any questions, concerns, or quote or curse words, give us a call at 212-650-6903. Make sure you say your name. Make no sure you words. don't curse. And make sure you know that my name is Stanley Fritz and I care about your life. And I'm here with Selena Hill and Alyssa Motherloving Fuchs. This is how we talk about politics in the election. What you heard when we first came in was Fetty Wap, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Bernie Socialist Sanders. <laughs> yes. I probably dislike this man more than I dislike... Barack J. Kwan Hussein Obama, but at least Bernie Sanders isn't rapping all the time. So, <laughs> Bernie Sanders came in as the unofficial frontrunner, at least for the youth vote and for the left vote and the progressive vote. And what he was going to do with this debate was show that he could hold his own against Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is trying to convince us that she's a progressive, mm-hmm. and she was trying to show the establishment that she still had it. There's no reason to be afraid. And they came into this debate, and they both had something to prove. Martin O'Malley was looking to take shots as many as possible so he could make a name for himself. I don't know what Jim, Jim Webb or Lincoln Webb wanted to were doing. tell us about how he took shots in Vietnam. Yes, yes, and how he killed someone. Thanks a lot, Jim Webb. That was so awkward. Lincoln Chafe, he just wanted time to speak, I think. No, no, that was Jim Webb. That was wanted. Jim Webb, too. What did Lincoln Lincoln Chafe, Chafe wanted you to know that he's a man of integrity, that he's never had a scandal, and mm-hmm. he's over yeah. 30 years of politics. Yes, yes, and yes. And he is very ethical. Yes, yes. I think that we got a lot from this debate. It was not as entertaining as a Republican debate, but who cares? So we're going to supposed to be entertaining. Yes, it is. It's supposed to be a debate. We actually saw a debate this time. I don't care about leadership. I want entertainment. (laughs) If Donald Trump isn't telling someone they're stupid because they're a woman, I don't want to listen to it. Or if they're ugly. Yes. Or that they're bleeding out of somewhere. Or that he could be mean to them, but he's going to be nice. If he's not telling someone that, or if someone's not being made fun of because they hugged a black guy, I don't care. And Ben Carson's speaking about Nazis. Yes, or saying we should pay tithes. 
sides. Oh, God. The Republicans <laughs> yeah, are dominating our conversation, guys. <laughs> Anyways, please, let's start this conversation off with the high points for everyone. We will start with Alyssa because I think she is cool. What was your your highest point in the debate, the point that you were like, the most excited about? Go. Honestly, the nobody cares about your yeah. damn emails. Yep. That was the mm-hmm. highlight for me because it's something I've been saying for a while, which is, you know what? She's come out. She said she, you know, she that she apologized. She didn't do anything wrong, but she realizes that, you know, now why she maybe should have used the State Department email system instead of her own. Um, you know, the president said that she made a mistake, but that it wasn't wrong and it wasn't illegal what she did. And, you know. Now the emails have been made transparent and, uh, you know, some of them have been made confidential. But at the end of the day, like the email thing is just another scandal that's not a real scandal. I'll call it a controversy that Republicans made up to try and affect her poll numbers, although some people would disagree about that. Um, and like, you know, what? at the end of the day, let's talk about policy. Let's talk about moving this country in, a, you know, in a direction that we need to be moving to fix the issues that are currently facing us in 2015 and will be next year. And and let's stop talking about her damn emails. So, Alyssa, are you Bernie. are you Bernie's communications That's director? What I, was about I want to play the clip of what he said, and it's very similar to this guy. As you listen to this, and you let us know what you think. Let me say, let me say something that may not be great politics, but I think the secretary is right, and that is that the American people are sick and tired of hearing about your damn emails. Thank you. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, the middle class, Anderson. And let me say something about the media as well. I go around the country, talk to a whole lot of people. Middle class of this country is collapsing. We have 27 million people living in poverty. We have massive wealth and income inequality. Our trade policies have cost us millions of decent jobs. The American people want to know whether we're going to have a democracy or an oligarchy as a result of Citizens United. And that yes. is what Bernie had to say. And a lot of people were complaining because they didn't hear that part. That is what he said afterwards. But people mostly focused on him shaking Hillary's hand. Selena? Well, the thing is, Bernie got a lot of slack for that comment. A lot of people, especially those on the right and people like Donald Trump, were like, Bernie should not have defended Hillary Clinton's quote unquote scandal on the emails and that he shouldn't have shook her hand because it just made Hillary look better. And what he, and what he basically did was he just basically canceled out this issue for the primary. I, on the other hand, I didn't agree with that. And I don't agree with that assessment because I think that Bernie said what us as progressives, as Democrats are all thinking and talking about. And he spoke up for that and it made him look like a bigger candidate. He wants to talk about the issues and that's the candidate that I want to elect. I don't want a candidate on the left or on the right to sit there and talk about something that's not a real issue which is Hillary Clinton's um, emails. Was that also a high point for you Selena? Yeah that was my high point. I want to respond to that actually um so two things. One, anything that Donald Trump or the Republican Party says is a bad idea, it's probably wrong anyway because it's a, it's a house full of crazy people as we have seen <laughs> in a literal house of representatives. Um, number two, Speaking about this politically, that was a bad move by Bernie. So you agree it was a bad oh, move? Oh, yeah, because that's, this is this takes away one bullet that you can use when it's getting deep and contentious. And like you're trying to knock off some points from her in these individual states where it does matter. So it may not matter to us who are progressive and left-leaning anyway, who are going to vote for Bernie anyway. But there are people who are on the fence who this kind of information will pull their vote. So now if he uses it, it will hurt him because it'll, it'll look like he's backing off on his own word. And the media will not let him forget it. 
You know, I, I, on a certain level, I agree with you on that. But on another level, I think it puts him above the fray. I think some people who are on the fence may say, you know what? This is a man who really wants to focus on policy and problems and is not going to be uh, swayed by the political winds, so to speak. And that is makes me more likely to vote for him instead of less likely to vote for him. Well, I mean, did you say that? But Hillary wiped the floor with him when it came to policy. No, I mean, <laughs> no, that's true. Like and, and, uh, especially when it came to the gun issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely slipped up and stumbled. Hillary had almost a flawless performance but I think that when it came to guns uh, Bernie was not strong and he need I think that in the next debate we'll see a stronger he'll have a stronger stance on that issue and, I mean in Bernie's defense he comes from a situation where you know he did vote the way he did because he you know represents a real estate and he made that clear however uh, his position on that issue puts him squarely on a different place or in a different place, slightly different place than most of the people in the progressive moment are, even people who are gun owners uh, or who live in rural states and who are essentially blue in a in a red neighborhood. In case you guys are wondering, as far as how they were graded for their guns, Bernie Sanders got rated a D- from the National Rifle Association, but Martin O'Malley, who was trying to get points in the election to show that he's a real progressive, was given an F. F. And not only that, but the NRA called him a menace. Mm. So if you're looking for someone who's really ticking off the NRA and these gun groups, Martin O'Malley might be your guy. He What's said up? that at the end when he they were asked, who have you made any enemies oh, yeah. with? And after, uh, you know, um, after Lincoln Chafee spoke about who... The, the guy he killed. He, well, no, that was Jim Webb. Um, <laughs> he spoke last. But after uh, Lincoln Chafee spoke about, like, you know, the, the oil and coal industry, I think he said, and then they panned to Martin O'Malley and he was like, the National Rifle Association. <laughs> and of course, then, like, the look on Lincoln Chafee's face was classic because he, like, wanted that one back. He was like, man, I should have said that. Oh, right. uh, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. But so- he said... Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Right. So uh, one thing I want to talk about, because we've watched these Republican debates. Alyssa had a panic attack during one of them because it was so crazy. But th- the thing that makes them so entertaining is that people say crazy things and they are going after each other's heads. And this debate, that didn't seem to be as much of an issue. And right. because of that, we saw a moderator who, at least for my opinion, seems to be very aggressive. What do you guys think about Anderson Cooper's moderation approach? We'll start with Selena. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Anderson Cooper. I'm a journalist, and I love everything that he does, and I think that he's very professional. You, He was very assertive and very aggressive, but, and the thing is, I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. I think that we knew from the start that these candidates were going to be a little more, you know, they weren't going to attack each other. They weren't going to call each other ugly or fat, as we heard in the Republican debate. (laughs) So, you know, in order to spice things up, you need to sort of come with an aggressive approach. And I think he did a great job moderating. I I agree with that. But I also think it has to do with the fact that you saw the grownups in the room. And I don't just say that because it was the Democrats and because I'm a Democrat. I say that because this was a real debate. I mean, you the first question you asked me what I, what I thought the highlight of the debate was. And I gave you what I thought was the highlight within the debate. But I think the real highlight of the debate was the debate itself. Mm. The fact that it was actually a debate. There were asked questions. They were pushed on their policy positions. They were challenged on their answers by Anderson Cooper and asked follow-up questions. They challenged each other. But they, the things that they were challenging each other, uh, you know, wasn't about who called who fat or ugly or this or that or how many times somebody filed bankruptcy or whether, you know, X, Y, or Z, they were arguing with each other about policy for the most part and also a little bit about politics. And so what you actually got to see was what I think of and what most people think of when they think of of a debate, not... three hours of craziness and who can be say the most xenophobic and racist things imaginable 
Thank you so much, listen. That's very true, guys. If you are just tuning in, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. We are talking about the first Democratic debate that took place earlier this week on Tuesday with Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Martin O'Malley, Jim Webb, and Lincoln Chafee. One of these people killed someone, and it wasn't Lincoln Chafee, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, or Martin O'Malley, or maybe it was. There's another guy, too, Jim Webb. And if you want to call in with any questions, concerns, or comments, the number is 212-650-6903. Again, that is 212-650-6903. We all know what we want to talk about in here. Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton, how they did, who won, who didn't win. We're not going to get to that right now. <laughs> what I want to do is first focus on some of these outlier candidates to see what you guys thought about them. And I think the most legitimate one to talk about is Martin O'Malley. What did you take away from him in this debate? We'll start with Alyssa. So, you know, the thing about Martin O'Malley is he came off as very politician-like. Mm. You know, he didn't, like, he seemed like a politician. He spoke like a politician. But Martin O'Malley's biggest issue isn't how he seemed at the, the debate. Martin O'Malley's biggest issue is that the policies that he put in place in Baltimore helped to expand the police state, very much so, um, and led to the de- uh, you know essentially led to the situation which led to the death of Freddie Gray and his policies are been very much broken windows type type policing policies like you see here in New York City which essentially criminalized low income communities of color that's Martin O'Malley's biggest problem and I don't think he did so well answering the Black Lives Matter question and he definitely didn't do so well previously when asked that question when he had numerous times said all lives matter so I think that's Martin O'Malley's biggest problem is that issue. Give us a refresher what do you remember his response when he was asked about Black Lives Matter? You know I don't remember off the top of my head maybe we could get the clip um, if if possible um you know uh, but i do know previously before right. this debate on yeah. two separate equations when he was asked this question he had said all lives, all matter, lives matter and then had to like walk back his comments and mm. qualify them and i'm pretty sure at the debate you know he did mention that there's issues in low-income communities of color that need to be dealt with but it was almost i don't want to want to call it a 180 maybe he's finally coming around and i'll give him the benefit of the doubt you know but like i I don't know. Maybe I'm being too generous. No, I, I completely agree with you, Alyssa. And I, I think that with uh, Martin O'Malley, he would do us much better service as American people if he used his platform and took it to Maryland and to try to fight and to overturn some of those uh, uh, policies that he instilled un- under his governance. I think that with him being in the race, I, it was almost like a time filler, in my opinion. Like what he said, like you said, it didn't really resonate with people. He sounded like a politician, but he really didn't sound presidential. I, I mean, it's just it didn't. I don't even have like like a one moment where I was like, oh, Martin O'Malley, like something that sticks out of my head with him. It was just, I don't know. I I just don't see his relevancy in the presidential election right now. I'm still looking for the clips, but I think you guys might be a little bit too drunk on Bernie. (laughs) Martin O'Malley, like granted, Alyssa's comment is right, but he actually has the strongest criminal justice reform plan right now as a presidential candidate. Stronger than Hillary, stronger than Bernie's. And he actually came out very strongly for Black Lives Matter at the debate when he was interrupted um when he and bernie were interrupted at the netroots event earlier this year when he said all lives matter he followed up with an interview with the netroots organizers when he said i didn't really know like the context behind it now that i do this is how i feel since then he's been very vocal and also yes granted he did sound political but i don't think we should write like write him off the way i would gladly do for jim webb and lincoln chef as just someone who's dared to fill up space he's a very viable candidate and if bernie didn't get this big swing that he did he probably would have been Hillary's main competitor. 
Uh, I think you um, no, I think you make a good point at least with respect to if Bernie wasn't in the race. You know, yeah, you're right. He probably would have been Hillary's main competitor. Um, But I still don't think and you know what? He may have a good criminal justice reform plan going forward, but that's still he still has to answer for his tenure in Baltimore. Right. And he still has to answer for the volatile situation that created, not to mention, uh, at least with respect to the gun issue, which is he is very strong on the gun issue. And that's very good for people on the left. But that doesn't necessarily, you know, and he's not making any friends with the NRA. That's for sure. So that helps him. All right, guys. So we are going on a quick break. When we come back, it's the main topics. Hillary versus Bernie. We'll talk about their Black Lives Matter comments. We'll talk about whether Hillary's a real progressive. And we'll talk about who won. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Yeah, yes. Shrick. Yeah. So we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Selena Hill and Alyssa Fuchs, and we are talking about the Democratic presidential debate. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi to me because you love me, I love you too. The Aww. number is 212-650-6903, or you can tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. And if you've missed any other show and you want to tune in, you can find us on iTunes Podcast as well well as Scatter Radio because Scatter Radio is where you go where you want to start your own radio show or listen to ours. And Selena has some people tweeting at us and she wants to share those comments. Go ahead. Right. So Chris Thomas actually made a really funny remark in response to Alyssa who mentioned that while she was watching the Republican debate, she had a literal panic attack. Right. So Chris Thomas says, if Donald Trump and Bill Carson aren't giving you panic attacks, you should have your head examined. Be very afraid. We agree, Chris. <laughs> We definitely agree. It's amazing. Look at the contrast between the top frontrunners from the Republican side and the Democratic side. On the Republican side, you have Tom and Jerry or Donald Trump and Ben Carson. On the Democrat side, you have Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, people who know how to read and think critically. And as you know, as we all have other people who are running for office right now and the Republican Party, their frontrunners will change because that's just the way it is. Whoever says the most racist things in the beginning <laughs> gets the most attention. Then whoever says the most coded language but has policy to support that coded language will probably win the nomination. And the Democratic side, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I said that once when we were talking about the Republicans. I was like, Donald Trump just says those says those things. I said, but they all believe them. Yeah, they're right. all thinking them. Exactly. And they're just happy that they finally have someone who could say it for them. I want to say there's a lot of similarities when we look at the top candidates in both parties. Ben Carson was actually the top uh, Republican on the in the presidential race to raise the most money in yes. the third quarter. So he and I think that most of his donations have been two hundred dollars or less, and that shows As that. To um, so what's compared to what? Who you comparing him to? Donald Trump. Or Hillary Clinton. No, no, I said what I said was that in the um, the GOPs, in the Republican, the Republican pool of people who are running in the 2016 race, he has raised the most money in the third quarter. So, and he's getting a lot of small donations. And I think that what that says is that um, regardless of the racist, inflammatory statements that Ben Carson and Donald Trump make, I really think that this country, especially people that fall on the right, really want something outside of a political candidate, outside of the establishment, outside of what we've been getting. And I know that Bernie Sanders, as we spoke about a few weeks ago, he's also raised $26 million in the third quarter. And again, he's, I mean, he's that... I want to say he's kind of like that contrast because of his policy and his points and he doesn't come across as like someone who's like very moderate. He can be more leftist and he can say things that are more extreme. But it's like, is that what our country is craving for? I, I, well, you got you. 
I, I will still say this. At this point in the election, it is still very much so inside baseball. The people who are paying attention to this would usually pay attention. The people watching the Republican debate a lot of times are just people who want to be entertained. But that Democratic debate, it's not very like high entertainment-wise. It's inside baseball. I would say at this moment, the reason that Bernie Sanders is winning is because the people who are really watching are further to the left. They're progressives. And we really got to see what happens as people start to focus more. Right. And you know what? I'm going to say something that's going to be pretty unpopular with some of the people that are Bernie supporters, which I am one. I should say that. So, But, you know, uh, you, nonetheless, I think it's it's important that I you know, put my position out there, which is I love Bernie Sanders. His policy positions are, are closer to mine. I am not Hillary's biggest fan. Um, however, this important, th- this election is really important uh, is for many reasons. One of them being there's going to be several Supreme Court vacancies opening up and whoever's president is going to be appointing people. And right now, if you don't already know, right on the court, we have pretty much four liberals and four conservatives and one person, Anthony Kennedy, who sort of swings in the middle. Um, so if a conservative, a Republican gets elected to be president in 2016 and appoints three justices to the Supreme Court, that's going to change the balance of the court. You could see, you know, things like the gay marriage decision being overturned, Roe versus Wade being overturned, et cetera, et cetera. So as far as I'm concerned, the Democrats, it's our election to lose. And this is where I get into saying something that's going to be really unpopular. I love Bernie. He fits my positions a lot closer than Hillary does. However, I've been looking at the polls the general election polls in swing states, okay? Um, so Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Florida are the states that I've been looking at. And I've been looking at Bernie versus Trump, uh, Bernie versus Ben Carson, Hillary versus Trump, Hillary versus Ben Carson, looking at these matchups. And what I found is, is uh, at least right now, and I will update this as you know more time goes on because this could change, but at least right now, Bernie can't win Ohio and Bernie can't win Florida. And in order to win this presidential election, you have to be able to win at least one of those states. If you don't win Ohio, you have to be able to win Florida. And if you don't win Florida, you have to be able to win Ohio. And if Bernie can't win either of those states, if he loses to Trump, if he loses to Carson, if he loses to even somebody who's lower down in the polls on the Republican side, which right now he is, then the Democrats can't win this election. And so, you know, there's also some strategic, some people are only going to vote based on ideology. And, you know, if that's you, I get it. Um, But I'm a pragmatist. And so I think it's important that we not only look at who represents our ideals the best, but we also look strategically at who can actually beat the Republicans in this election. Because at the end of the day, if you go into that booth and you vote on principle only, then you may be saying hi to President Carson or President Trump. And, you know, that may not be such a good thing at the end of the day. That would be a disaster and that would be completely scary. But you're right, Alyssa, and I think that we do need to also look at things in a very practical manner. But like we had, like we talked about a few weeks ago, some people are saying that Bernie just might be that next Barack Obama to like to sideswipe no, Hillary. I, I don't think he has And it. I'll tell you why. Because when they asked people about would you vote for a Muslim? Would you vote for a Christian? Would you vote for a Jew? Would you vote for a socialist? But guess what? Something like 35% of this country said they would vote for a Muslim and like I think it was 22% of people would vote for somebody who's a self-described socialist. Now Bernie's explained what he means by democratic socialist, but the fact that he won't call himself a capitalist, even though he does claim to support small businesses, um, puts him on the losing end because, like I said, only 22 people in this country would vote for somebody who 100%. describes themselves as a socialist. So that really, really hurts him. And his record on guns hurts him. That's a really good point, Alyssa. So we have more to talk about, but I want to make sure we get this caller on the air. We have Chris Thomas on air. Let your voice be heard, Chris. 
Thanks, Stanley. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, two quick things. One, I completely disagree with Alyssa just because in 2006 and seven, also when Barack Obama was on the rise, we were dealing with articles of, oh, is America ready for a black president? You could say the same things about some of the things Bernie Sanders is promoting or being a democratic socialist, but I think there's still a chance that he's worth voting for, at least for me. Um, my second point is more of a question for everyone. Uh, there was a story that came out after the Democratic debates. It was posted on Alternet, but I think New Yorker and a couple of other people covered it as well. It's a matter of, okay, the media came out and said, Hillary kind of roundly won the debate. But if you look at some of the polls that were taken by actual voters or taken by, I guess, uh, other media outlets, Bernie Sanders actually carries registered voters by, in some cases, a 12 to 18-point margin. I guess, what do you think would be the cause of some of that dichotomy, and do you agree with it to some degree? So I, I want to get both these things, actually. I hope Bernie wins, but I don't. Think we, I don't think we can completely compare him to Barack Obama. We're forgetting Bernie is great, but Barack was not as far left as Bernie was on the issues. That's one. Two. He was coming at a point where you had a a Republican who had pretty much demolished the country, and people were sick and tired of that particular establishment. Say what you want to say about Obama, but he's been a pretty good president, and there's not as much urgency for change this time around. In regards to the results of like how people perceive the debate, let's, let me be very clear. Hillary won that debate, and yes, the people on social media and, and some media outlets like Policy Mike have said that that Bernie won, but you have to remember who whose opinion that's coming from. Those younger voters, those people who are more social on more social media. If you really want to see who won the debate, look at the polls after the debate. Hillary Clinton gained in all the polls, all the national polls. Now that doesn't really say much from the ground because what's happening in, in in individual states can be different, like in Iowa, New Hampshire. But she definitely gained traction in those polls, which I think supports that victory. Alyssa, yeah, no, I just wanted to add to that. I think Stanley makes a good point, and I'm not discounting what you had to say, Chris, because I think you, you know, like your your point is decent as well. Um, but m- you know, when you asked about if you look at would you elect somebody who's black versus would you elect somebody who calls himself a socialist? Overwhelmingly, it's like 60% of the country, if not 65% of the country, would elect somebody who's black, whether they're a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, whereas still, only 22% of the country will elect somebody who considers themselves a self-described socialist, which means we really have to change the messaging on what democratic socialism is. And that's a whole separate issue that we don't have the time to get into at the moment as much as I would like to. On the second issue, who won the debate? Is completely subjective, right? Everybody's going to have a different consideration as to who won the debate. So, you know what? It's like, at my point, it's neither here nor there at this point, because you know, you could feel that I don't feel there was any, I think the winners were the Democratic Party, to be honest. I don't feel, like I think Hillary had a really strong performance, and I think Bernie had a really strong performance. I hate this, like, one person won, one person lost kind of thing, where it's like so black and white, because I don't see it that way. I think they both performed strongly. I happen to think Bernie performed strong in some areas that Hillary didn't, and Hillary performed strong in, uh, in areas that Bernie didn't, and I'm hesitant to say there was a winner or a loser. I hate that dichotomy. I was so. Right. Oh, Chris, thank you so much for calling in. Great question, great point, great comment that you just made. Um, I want to say that, you know, when it comes to, like, Bernie Sanders and the fact that he's not calling himself a capitalist, I think that that does 
hurt him, but I think that, and it did, and it did hurt him in a sense during the debate. But like the question was, who won, right? I think that Bernie Sanders won, and it is an opinion-based question. And the reason why I think that is because Bernie Sanders did a great job at showing America what a democratic socialist is. If you believe in Medicare, if you believe in Social Security, if you believe in not giving the richest one percent of our of our Americans all this all this wealth and all of this power, then more than likely you agree and could align with a lot of the principles that Bernie Sanders stands on. And that's all it is. The fact that he won't just I think he should clarify his messaging and I think that he should say that, yeah, I'm a capitalist, but I just think we should infuse socialism into our system so that when it comes to um, this system that we have now, not only big businesses and big corporations could win. And I think that if he changed his messaging a little bit more, he would resonate with a lot more people. But Bernie Sanders on that stage showed America that he is electable. We already knew Hillary Clinton was polished and electable going in there, and she did what we expected her to do. Bernie Sanders, in my opinion, did better than expected, and that's why he won. So we're running out of time. I think Alyssa kind of answered the question of who she thought won, which was like, I don't really like answering that question. I just did, too. You did, too. (laughs) I'm going to say, despite all that, I still think Hillary won. She had the most to lose at the debate. She had the most attacks coming at her, whether it be through moderators or other people on the stage, and she came through unscathed. Um, She had some of the biggest, like, clips um, let's go ahead. You know, I just wanted to actually I think part of that also is she may have kept Joe Biden out of the race because yes. I think mm. Joe Biden was waiting to see how she did at the debate. And yeah. a lot of the commentary you're hearing, which is at least even if you think Bernie won the actual debate, the real winner was Hillary in and of the fact that she may keep Joe Biden out. Now, yeah. that still remains to be seen. So we'll see. But, yeah. you know, that may have some truth to it. Yeah, she had a lot of people flanking her and she pretty much beat beat all of them like or at least was unable to like outwit all of them for that moment so guys we do have to wrap this conversation up whenever we talk about politics in particular debates the conversation goes pretty long and we're we're unhappy we can't keep it going with you but you can continue the conversation on your own this is a big presidential election make sure you are informed make sure you are letting your voice be heard you can keep commenting on our twitter and on our facebook and we will talk about this as the election proceeds but until then guys we got to go on a quick break we'll be right back and when we return it'll be the quickie